creation of a new information operations technical training school. So in our business of national security, where our job is to fly, fight, and win, we better be masters at this game of innovation. Air Force Basic Military Training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality. This is the Developing Mach 21 Airmen Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome in to the show and thanks for the subscribe, stream, or download episode number 18 of the pod today. If you get a chance to throw some stars, even a review our way, we certainly would appreciate that as well. My name is Dan Hawkins from the Air Education and Training Command Public Affairs Office and your host for this professional development podcast dedicated to bringing total force Big A Airmen insight, tips, tricks, and lessons learned from the recruiting training and education field. On the pod today, Second Lieutenant Robert Guest from our AETC Public Affairs team got the chance to sit down with Captain Kyle Palco, who is the lead for Project Nexus, a prototype program for the Air Force created by the Technology Integration Detachment for AETC and hosted at the Capitol Factory in Austin, Texas, working in conjunction with AFWorks. And they talk about a wide host of topics today, including what Project Nexus is and why it exists, which is as one method of empowering airmen to solve problems organically inside their own units, really talking to revitalizing the squadrons, solving problems in software or data science that those airmen personally see day to day instead of requiring reliance on an outside contractor to come in and assess what the issue is or what the problem the airman is facing and try to come back with a fix, which may or may not really solve that problem. Captain Palco goes in depth on the three cohorts, which have airmen focused on data science, which data science involves sifting through large amounts of data in databases, spreadsheets, or logbooks, and coming out with clear insights or actionable information. The second is talking user interface and user experience design. And the last is in the process of looking at software development. He also talks, does Captain Palco, to the data science and software development capstone projects these airmen have spent the last three months working on, ranging anywhere from trying to gain data insights into pilot training next accumulated data that they've done over their two cohorts to developing an electronic pilot grading sheet that instructor pilots can use in real time instead of going back to their computers after a training flight and trying to remember everything that happened on that flight. So trying to get more in tune with what's happening on a real-time manner. A pretty cool tie here to other similar projects is the possibility of these capstone projects potentially being taken over by the units where the problems came from or being taken up by an Air Force Solution Center, previously known as the Software Factory, like Kessel Run, for further development on the capstones themselves. So away we go with Project Nexus, episode 18 of Developing Mach 21 Airmen starts right now. Captain Palco, what's your background? So I'm uh, I'm Captain Kyle Palco. I am an operations research analyst at the AATC Technology Integration Detachment. Um, My primary responsibilities up there are working on the machine learning and artificial intelligence 
portfolio for uh, AppWorks, looking at a little bit of tech scouting, um, building a, a, a network of like-minded capability or uh, individuals throughout the Air Force and then also in our non-traditional industry. Um, and then as well as I'm the project manager for um, Project Nexus, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, been in the Air Force for just over five years after duty, um, graduated from the Air Force Academy in, in 2014 and went to AFIT for grad school. Um, came out of there and went to uh, Hanscom Air Force Base and worked on analytics um, in a program office working on acquisitions. Um, was lucky enough to be in the right time, um, had an opportunity to come down to ATC and AFWorks, um, looking for people with a background in data science. Um, jumped on that job almost immediately in the offering just because of things that AFWorks and what ATC has been trying to do in making an impact. Um, I thought that was going to be something that was really amazing and and totally excited to be here um, and have had an amazing assignment over these past 10 months. So what exactly is Project Nexus? So Project Nexus was developed uh, back in December. We, what we saw up at the ATID um, was that the Air Force had a had a lack of qualified individuals in terms of data science and software development skills. Um, it's very hard to find organic talent. And what we recognize is that we were paying a lot of money for contractors to do some of the things that we thought organic airmen could accomplish. Um, and even more, we saw that these contractors were sending their airmen through what we call commercial boot camps. So they're two to four month boot camps where you go and you learn to code um, and you come out as kind of a qualified junior developer. And we said, well, why can't the Air Force do that? And so what we've uh, what we've accomplished through Nexus is we've created a 120-day immersive boot camp in Austin, Texas. Um, and we have 18 students from across the Air Force, primarily ATC, and that's officers, enlisted, and civilians um, across all AFSCs uh, and, and career, you know, their histories are, are very different. Um, and what we've done is we sat them in Austin. We've taken three commercial vendors who do these boot camps all the time. Um, provided access to tools and real Air Force data, at what we call our capstones, um, and are basically upskilling our organic force in order to allow them to create capabilities for the Air Force. Good. So um, I guess data science, one of those things, you mentioned them becoming junior developers, but you also yeah. said the word data science. What do you mean when you say data science? Sure. So we, within Nexus, we're teaching three domains, um, data science, software development, and then UI, UX design, so user interface and user, user experience design. Um, what we've noticed is that in a traditional software development sense, um, you have your software developers who are leading the app development, the back end, the front end. Um, you have your designers who are building the experience for you. And then you have your data scientists who are actually going through mountains and mountains of data to find insights that were previously undiscoverable um, or find patterns that weren't recognizable by humans just looking at the data. And what this enables us to do is become the data-enabled force um, that the Air Force is trying to, you know, to become. Um, the Air Force talks a lot about a data-driven force, making data-driven decisions. So how do you collect the, the proper data? How do you inform your decisions from that instead of just using instincts in your gut? Um, how do you actually put an analysis behind it to say, yes, I think we're right, or hey, we can make a better decision? 
what we want to do is enable the, the airmen um, who have access to this data, who are using the data day to day, um, to be able to do basically that job of being data driven um, with access to tools and then the education behind it. Yeah, that sounds like very useful, uh, being able to actually take numbers and do something with them. Uh, you know, we have so much stuff going on in the Air Force, so many things happening, and uh, so often we have to make decisions based off of almost gut feelings exactly, in the end or yeah. just personal experience instead of the numbers. So I'll put it, put it this way. Um, back in the 90s, you had media shops within every command or every base that were building great PowerPoints or briefings, right? Um, if you had a problem or if you had a briefing that you had to go to a general officer, you would go to the shop and you say, hey, this is my sketch. This is what I want it to look like. Um, please make this for me and deliver it to me within a, a day or two, right? Um, fast forward to now where you're 20 years in the future, Microsoft PowerPoint is an expected competency for every single person in the Air Force. So I see, and a lot of my peers also see that data science and this data analytics, the ability to take data and to make, to shape it and to make it, to inform decisions based on it is going to become one of those competencies where in the past it might have been a few people on a base who had the knowledge of how to do that to where now 99% of the Air Force is going to be able to use something like that. Um, and it might not be something where you're going to be creating artificial intelligence, right? You're not going to be scripting Python, but to be able to at least go into Excel and build a pivot table um, and start using data to inform your decisions is something that I think is going to become a core competency for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, so what is the end state then with the Nexus graduates? Are they going to gain a new AFC through this or what's going to happen with them? So we're currently in discussions with um, the career field managers for the three deltas. Um, that is the computer. So the three delta OX4 is the computer, um, excuse me, the software development specialists within the Air Force. So we actually have computer programmers already in the Air Force on the enlisted side. Um, and then on the officer side, we're working with the 17 Delta, um, 17 Sierra career field manager. What we don't have right now, the Air Force doesn't have a good way of actually tracking who has these skills. So under the computer language initiative, which we could probably talk about for hours and hours, um, they're working on identifying all the airmen throughout the total force who have a background in computer science or in, in computer languages. Um, they released a, a, a self-assessment and they got 3,000 responses from people all across the Air Force saying, hey, I have skills in Python, hey, I have skills in C++, hey, I'm a Java developer. Um, what we don't have right now is the way to go and validate that and we also don't have a way to go in and say, I need somebody who has a background in JavaScript and front-end development um, and then pull them. So what we're working on is with um, in conjunction with a couple of other Air Force offices um, is figuring out exactly how do we tag our airmen. And so that's something that we're still working on throughout the Nexus program. Um, but right now it's going to be individually, we're going to track them through our databases. Okay. So with this version of Nexus, they're going to graduate, go back to the units and try to uh, just apply the skills that they've gained at their units? Yes. Yeah, so, so one of the reasons that we selected each of our 18 airmen was because they had an impact that they were going to make afterwards. One of the selection criteria said, literally, what are you going to use these skills afterwards? How are you going to implement them? Um, and we tried to find those who had the biggest impact. And so what we're hoping to do is enable these, these airmen um, with not only the skills that are required to do data science or software development, 
but also give them the tools necessary to inform their commanders to say, hey, I can do this. I can make all these cool capabilities for you. You just have to let me loose. And so that's part of our, our mission on the, the Nexus project management team is enabling them post-graduation. Yeah. So all the students, they don't already come from like calm squadrons or anything? Uh, surprisingly, no. I guess maybe unsurprisingly. Um, in the initial call for applications, we had 25% of all of our applications or applicants came from the maintenance career field. Um, maintenance. Which, exactly. Uh, something that you wouldn't necessarily tradition or think about using software development or data science. But in reality, you think about everything that maintainers do is they're documenting in logs every single day. They're TOs, right? Following steps. They have so much data flowing every single day from aircraft or whatever they're working on. Um, what they have rightfully discovered is data science can help unlock insights and help us become better maintainers and then do better at our jobs, make it quicker. Then you start getting into things like predictive maintenance where you look at companies like Delta Airlines who've saved $3 billion by doing predictive maintenance instead of just in time. Um, so I would, we did have about a quarter of the people who came from like a comm career field, okay. um, either a comm or a, a cyber career field. But the rest we have, we had cops apply, um, we had a public affairs apply, um, we even had someone from public health apply. Uh, data and data science and software development isn't limited to a single AFSC. And it's certainly not limited to a single domain. So uh, why you tell me a little bit more about the uh, capstones. How many different capstones are there? Uh, so how about we talk just what the capstone is. Sure, um, something I think that differentiates Nexus from um, a lot of other training programs is that we are providing real Air Force data and real Air Force requirements to the students in an attempt to actually create capabilities that the Air Force can utilize. So what you'll get from these capstones is a no kidding Air Force capability, whether it's a data science capstone, so an insight or a dashboard or something, a model, um, or an application on your phone or iOS or a computer that's developed by organic airmen um, who are next to the mission. Um, most of the times you go through a boot camp or a training, you get kind of academic data. We're giving them access to no kidding real data. So for the capstones that we're doing right now for Nexus version one, um, we have a lot of pilot training next data um, for some problems that pilot training next couldn't get solved. Um, we have some problems coming from the studies and analysis squadron, which are in their backlog. Um, that data is basically given to us by these problem owners and said, hey, please help us. We need either more manpower or we need more support. Um, on the application side, we're building three applications. We're doing one for pilot training next, where we're building a, um, a grade pad, what we call, uh, which uh, will allow... Is it grade pad? Grade pad, like yeah. Like a grading sheet? Exactly. So, so for pilot training, what you're doing is you're flying a, a plane, um, if you're the instructor, and you're taking notes with a pencil and pen or pencil and paper. Um, and then at the end of the, the flight, you have to go and input the grades. And you have to remember everything that happened throughout that flight. And what we said is, well, everyone flies with an, an electronic flight bag. Um, why can't we just automate that and make that a you know an app on the flight bag? And then that way, you actually can start building structured data. Then you can start getting insights onto why people are failing or doing well at certain maneuvers. You start getting a lot of third and fourth order effects off of that. Um, so that's for PTM. We also are working on an application for the uh, 57th Military Training or 57th Air Wing 
at Altus Air Force Base. And so they actually are responsible for deconflicting military training routes, um, low levels, things like that. Um, and they had an access database, which was developed back in the 90s. And that's what they were using to basically schedule all of the low levels that were flying through the airspace. Um, and they said, hey, there's got to be a better way. Um, and so what we're going to do is revamp that into a, a modern framework and provide that to them so that they can use it on their computer and um, on their mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the uh, like the project capstones versus the what do you call so it? Like that would be, so I would say capstones? that would be the software development capstones. So they're kind of two different types of capstones. They're like a, you say capabilities, but sure, yes. looking at just data versus yeah, so, a software project. So the software the software projects are are more requirements that come down. Um, that say, hey, this is what we're thinking of being built. And then we basically give the students free reign to say, hey, here's the initial requirements. You should go talk to the project owner, see what they really want, and then build off of that and then present your prototype for sustainment afterwards. Um, The data science ones are a little bit different. A lot of them are um, prescriptive. So they're one, they're asking a specific question. So like in PTN, it's like, how do we incentivize our airmen to try and go faster throughout the PTN process? Um, that's a very creative thing that people that our students are going to try to figure out. How do you score different events, um, you know, to incentivize people to try harder things earlier. Um, another data one is simply like, how do we start building pipelines from all these disparate data sources to deliver a unified kind of platform or, um, dashboard so the commanders can actually see the current status of, you know, training, um, they're very, they're very different, and they take a little bit more creativity than I think you see with like the software development ones. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, so the Project Nexus, uh, just to be clear, you, there's several cohorts, um, you know, the different groups, Airmen, you call them cohorts for the program here, and uh, they're all going at the same time? or? Yep, so we have 18 total Airmen. Um, and what we've done is separate them into three cohorts. And so those are three different vendors that we're trying. They have different methodologies and ways that they're tre- uh, teaching all the students. And then... But when you say vendors, Sorry, yeah. the, uh, the boot camp style teaching exactly, people? Exactly. The, the three different commercial boot camps that, okay. we're use, you're, that we're using. So we have six airmen in each of those different boot camps. Um, and then three of them in each boot camp are learning data science. Two of them are learning software development, and one of them is uh, training as a designer. Okay. And they're all moving along, going to finish Nexus at the same time. Exactly. So we started um, in July, on like the first week of July, and then we are all going to graduate um, on the fourth of November. Are there any future projects, Nexus um, cohorts scheduled or coming down the line? Or it's in the works for version two. Um, we're we're working right now with ATC and some of the stakeholders to figure out transition paths. Um, but currently, right now, we, we don't have anything scheduled. Okay. Um, we're gonna wait until all the data comes out and see how successful we are first. Um, generally, that's how you know a data driven organization wants to work. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the data. Look at the numbers as you're trying to teach everyone. So you exactly. can do that for yourself. So what would success for Nexus look like? Uh, so there are a couple different ways that we would measure success. One is we're looking at the quality of the talent that we're getting out. So how do we gauge someone who's going in versus how they're coming out? Um, that's actually proved very difficult. There isn't a set of standard tests or competency tests or um, anything that says, hey, this person is a you know 
95% software developer who's gone to now 100%. Um, we are still working through that metric. Another thing that we're looking at for success is how well were we able to accomplish these capstones using organic personnel, um, especially when some of them have never had a past coding experience. Um, that's a little bit easier. We're going to be working with the project owners for that. Um, that is ultimately, you know, probably half of the uh, of what we're trying to prove with Nexus is showing that we can create organic capabilities through these boot camps, um, and then a longer term kind of this is going to be a very qualitative uh, measure, but it's after the students return to their units. Um, can we track them and see what they've done? Are they making an impact with their unit, with the new, the skills that we've given them? Um, are they able to, you know, how do we, how do we track if their culture that they're enacting at their units has changed? Um, their outlook at the, the air force has changed, you know, how, how they're doing their day-to-day -day job. Um, that's going to be a much longer term metric that we have to track, um, which is going to require us to make a decision on do we do boot camps like this in the future before we actually get that data back. So what kind of culture are you hoping that they'll cultivate when they go back to the units? Uh, simply a more open mindset, um, more team-based team uh, oriented. So all of these students are learning how to act or how to be part of a software development or data science team. Um, we're ultimately hoping that they'll become the thought leaders and be able to change some of the traditional processes that you see within the Air Force of, you know, saying, hey, this is too hard, let's just not like bother with it. Um, and then what we really want to see them do is uncover opportunities to excel and to apply some of the skills that we're teaching them. Um, that first step of at least getting them exposed to what data science is and then providing the opportunity to learn how to use it now they can go back and see problems that they might not have ever seen before to say, hey, this is a data science problem that we can actually solve and improve our processes within our unit or to make better decisions. And are they, uh, once they go back to the units, are they going to have access to any additional cloud computing resources or anything else that they can utilize to try to solve these problems? So we're, we're working that as well. Um, one of the outcomes of Nexus, we want to start building a supportive network. Um, that includes collaboration. So, how do we give them tools such as Mattermost or Slack? Um, you know, how do you how do you start getting everyone together to, to start sharing successes and wins and losses and and sharing lessons learned? Um, that collaboration part is a big one. Um, we're we're currently on the AffWorks um, domain, so we we use Google Sheets and um, G Suite basically to do our collaboration and work within um, within Google. And that provides a lot of opportunities to do real-time updates, um, to basically share you know, quick emails, to basically store documents, everything like that. Um, the collaboration pieces are really huge. We're going to also partner with some of the um, software factories and help them kind of build up their manpower because what you'll see is the DoD is moving towards these DevSecOps pipelines um, that are providing tools for development operations um, and data science to everyone. And once those really get opened up, then we don't have to worry about individual units having to go grab tools. These tools will become available across the enterprise. Um, so those are that's kind of the, the more, I guess, focused kind of area. The other thing that we want to do is basically keep everyone in touch and start building that mentor network. Um, allow them to understand or provide them opportunities throughout the Air Force. So whether that's someone needs help building an app or, hey, there's these TDY postings or PCS posting, I'm putting your name up to it. 
um, building that network and having them kind of spread the word. Um, and then even if they can teach at their own base, we'll really start changing that whole culture afterwards. Right. So, you know, now during Nexus, then uh, you're about what halfway through then? No, so we are three fourths. Definitely a little over three fourths of the way through. Okay, so, have you already seen some uh, good results from the data that they've been analyzing, or is that still something that's going to wait until like November itself before we can see anything there? So, um, on the data science capstones, we, with everything data science, we've we hit a few snags. Um, Sometimes the data is not available. Sometimes the data is not complete enough. Um, those are also insights if you know we, we don't have enough data or the data is not good. Um, for the specific data science, I think we're going to wait a little bit to start looking or seeing re- real results. So when you, you don't mind me jumping in here, yeah. when you see that yeah, there's not enough data or maybe it's the wrong type of data, is, do you have any way of getting feedback back to those kind of the stakeholders that yep. you're working with originally? So we have stakeholders who are involved from the parent organization who have submitted the, um, the questions or the uh, requirements who are, we're kind of talking to every single day. And then we have a local stakeholder, um, Captain Popovich, out of the Studies and Analysis Squadron. He's been working closely with SAS and then also with PTN. And he's up there about once a week working individually with the students to make sure that they're being taken care of. Um, so we do have the ways to reach back and kind of let everyone know, like, hey, this isn't working. We need something else. Is that the main snags that you came across in with the data? For the for the data science one, yeah. I mean, it's that's a, a major problem wherever you do. So even if it wasn't Nexus, um, data accessibility is a very huge problem. And the Air Force is not the only one to have that problem. Accessibility, is that like just trying to get the right data at the right time? All of that. Getting the right data at the right time. Um Cleaning the data, a lot of the data you get is just is just really messy. Um, that I mean, as a data scientist, you spend eighty percent of your time cleaning data. That's pretty much the majority of your job. What do you mean by cleaning data exactly? <laughs> um, or, yeah, a broad overview sure, of what yeah. cleaning data might yeah. mean. Yeah, um, cleaning data. So if you take a let's say uh, you have a database. Um, that has hundreds of thousands of columns, you might have, um, you might only need six or seven of those. You need to be able to take that 100,000 wide column um, database and break it down into only the stuff that you need. And you're gonna be, you're gonna have data that's missing values, you're gonna have data that's mistyped. All of those are gonna cause problems when you start building your models and looking for insights. And so you're gonna use basically all of your skills to figure out what kind of data needs to be in there. and then, you know, what kind of data that you need to actually build the models. Mm-hmm. Um, not very fun. <laughs> I can imagine not. <laughs> but so despite these snags, is there any data that you've seen already that is, um, you know, actionable or insightful? Yeah. Um, so we have gotten a, a, a couple things from the PTN side, um, looking at how do we identify when students are starting to decline in their, um, in their competencies, so for their maneuvers. Um, we've had a little bit of, for example, um, found that, you know, after day 70, uh, we see students start to um, no longer have the same scores for, like, landings, aircraft. Um, basically going because down. They're going down a little bit, um, mainly because if you ever go through school, uh, especially, like, a college kind of course, um, if you come back five years from then and try to remember that same thing, you're probably going to forget it, right? It's in the back of your mind. So that would be a, a small example of what we've seen on the data science side. On the um, on the software development side, 
we actually had one of our teams build a prototype, so a min viable prototype um, of the requested app within the first couple of weeks. Um, they showed it to the organization who wanted it and the organization was floored and was like, wow, we could do so much more for this. And so they've actually started expanding on the features beyond what was originally asked for. Um, and they did that in only a few weeks of going through the courses. Um, <clears throat> yes, yeah, so then the software side I was going to, it's going to come back to because we talked about the capabilities, kind of the data projects. So on the software, you had min viable minimum viable product yep. in the first uh, little bit there. Um, is that just because you had never doing a great job? Or is this the sort of thing that we have many different airmen who be able to do that and we just don't know that they exist we're using things like project nexus to try to get at that um i think it's i think it's definitely a mix so we do have airmen who are very very talented who have just never gone through like a formal training program like this before you know so they've never actually been in a environment where um they're being told like here's how a, a software development team works um, but they've learned these skills on their own, right? So we're kind of polishing that up and then making them a better team player. Um, what I really think is the true reason that we're seeing these capabilities come pretty quickly is because we're actually giving them the full time on this TDY to focus on these capstones and their studies. Um, we have a lot of buy-in because the airmen who are going through this are basically saying, like, this is something that the Air Force needs to have. Like we have to have this training. They understand the impar like how imperative it is for the Air Force to develop organic capabilities. If you look at countries like China and Russia, um, China is, is, is leading the world. They want to be the ones who de develop artificial intelligence. And so their military is focusing a lot on how do we create everybody in China to be a civilian or a citizen coder or a citizen AI developer. Um, I think all of us recognize that that needs to happen too in the Air Force, and the airmen who are going through Nexus recognize that especially um, especially well because they are the initial cadre. Um, the feedback they provide and the insights that they provide will shape the future of how the Air Force operates uh, training environments like this. I just have uh, just one more thing that I'm curious about. So working on these capstones with real data and real problems to solve in the Air Force sounds like a fantastic idea, and it's really useful. Um, primarily, it seems to me that it'd be mostly useful for training these mm -hmm. airmen and helping them see problems and solve them. Because um, if a requirement changes, so you're going to have these software projects that you deliver, yep. uh, but these airmen are going to go back to their home units, they're going to have their own problems. You want, you're encouraging them to go solve new problems. Is do you have any vision of how you'd sustain the projects that are developed during each cohort? Yep. So, um, so that's a good question. Um, what we've been working on right now is with a couple of the different software factories throughout the, the Air Force, figuring out transition paths. Um, a majority of the transition paths for these new capabilities is going to rely on um, the gaining unit or whoever kind of initially um, gave us these problems. So the data science ones are a little bit easier. We can we can package those up um, if they're models or if they're dashboards. That's not too hard. For the actual applications, packaging up, excuse me, <clears throat> packaging up a min viable product or a prototype is a little bit more difficult and get, getting it through the ATO process if we're gonna put it on the network um, will require more investment from um, 
that home station or the product owner. Um, but what this provides is something that is organically created. So you don't have to go out to a contractor and say, hey, I want to build this. Um, we provided basically 90% of you know, what they've asked for um, in the long term, where then you can bring in a contractor to kind of finish up um, tidying it up, making sure all the security uh, protocols are met. Um, that prototype is going to make sure that the Air Force has better quality products on the back end, um, as well as ensures that we get capabilities out quicker because we don't have to go through a prototype or, excuse me, a contracting phase with contractors. We don't have to worry about how long it takes for a contractor to get caught up to speed with the true problem. Um, and inherently, if you come and sit next to me and you're in uniform, we kind of trust each other versus having someone who you've never seen before um, who says, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm here to solve your problem. Let me know what the actual problem is, and then I'll get back to you in six months. Um, I don't necessarily foresee us building you know, F-35 software out of Nexus, um, but there's no reason that, I, that we can't build iOS apps that pilots can use um, and then transition those into making bigger capabilities down the line mm -hmm. through someone like you know, a software center. Right, so iOS apps, uh, software center transitions. So you're working with Kessel Run or other so our, groups like our that? Primary, yeah, so we've been working closely with Kessel Run um, out of Cambridge, Mass. We've been working with um, Bespin, so PEO Bez, down in Montgomery. Um, we've been working closely with them. They're actually the mobile app developers for the Air Force, as I kind of like to say. Um, we've been working with Space Camp out of Colorado Springs, Level Up um, down in San Antonio, uh, Shadow OC out at Nellis. And all of all these Air Force. Uh, they are all Air camp? Force. Yeah, so they're all Air Force. Um, they're actually called solution centers now, but the, okay. the old Air Force software factories. And these are where the Air Force is starting to build organic capabilities. Um, and so partially, been, you know, working on the capstones with them of how do we get projects to them. But the other thing is we want to start building a pipeline for talent because now we actually have you know, Kessel Run coming to say, hey, we need, you know, six developers. And we say, oh, well, we just graduated six developers and you know our curriculum, so you should trust us. Um, so building that, that pipeline for all of those solution centers as well. Okay, so getting back to the units and develop good things in general, but potentially some people might end up at some of these software centers if there's a need and it opens up at the time. Yeah, exactly. So um, Project Nexus is run by uh, basically two people. Um, to do pretty much everything. Uh, the initial, we, we did not want to take on the role of um, Air Force Personnel Center and um, Air Force A1. Right. We were not looking at doing force development. We were not looking at doing, um, you know, career field management tasks. We didn't want to say that we're going to take these people through and put them in a, a PCS afterwards. What we were trying okay. to prove was basically the conceptualization um, of doing a boot camp type training environment where we provide capstone projects is something that the Air Force can actually do. Yeah, it sounds like a great prototype for that, too. I want, do you want to say, I mean, you're clearly developing these members of the force yes. in this aspect. but uh, You don't want to step on people's toes and try to get too far outside your lane, right? Yeah, is there anything else you want to add about Nexus or the future? No, I've, I've had a blast. Um, I've learned so much, and being able to work with these 18 airmen has been a, a, an absolute pleasure of mine. Um, I really hope that all of them have gained as much as I have gained, um, and I'm really excited to see what the Air Force has in store in the future. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. Tongue Stung Pack here on episode 18. This effort 
really has a ton of potential to help revitalize the squadrons, a big focus area for Air Force Chief of Staff General David Goldfein, and really help airmen solve their own problems through organically grown talent management. A big thank you to both Lieutenant Guest and Captain Palco for taking time to record the pod for us. We really appreciate that. As a reminder, you can follow Air Education and Training Command via social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at www.aetc.af.mil. Another shout out for General Webb and Chief Gudgel's social media platforms as well. You can follow them both on Facebook and Instagram. Just search up AETC command team. Thanks for checking out the podcast as we dive into the world of recruiting, training, and education for our entire AETC public affairs team. I'm Dan Hawkins. So long. We'll talk to you next time on Developing Mach 21 Airmen.